Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. So I wanted to, I wanted to start off with a really, really, really important question. I need to get some um, understanding on this. Um, how many of you have to sleep with the covers on? Okay, how, how many are like, no way, I just sleep on top of the covers? Yeah, my wife is like that. I, I don't understand. I'm, I have to be under the covers. I don't know if I'm insecure or whatever it is, but I have to be under the co- I, I remember one time on a ministry trip, I was in Belize, and it was so hot. I mean, at night, it's like 110, and there was no air conditioning. I was just sitting there. You're just laying there sweating in your bed, but I still had to have my covers on. I tried not to do it. I tried to man up, but I couldn't do it. But I want to prove to you over the next few moments that if you sleep under the covers, it's actually scriptural. It's actually a God thing. So, yeah, I'm going to prove that to you. Uh, here's, my, here's my standalone title this morning, and it, it's just simply, Love Covers All. Can we say that together? Love Covers All. I want to bring up a, a really cool point in principle. I'm going to read you a few scriptures, and then I'm going to make three points at the end. And we're actually, um, we're going to start all the way back in the book of Genesis in chapter 3, but I want you to, here's my second question. You don't have to answer this one, but if someone says to you, I got you covered, I got you covered. Maybe you're at lunch with someone, got you covered. Maybe there's a project at work, I got you covered. Uh, maybe it, it's um, a conversation with their friend, you have a need, need some babysitting, whatever it might be, and someone says, I got you covered. You know, really what that means is they're going to take care of, they're going to cover things yeah. for you. And I, I just want to be honest with you, tell you where this message came from. Uh, one, one morning, me and, and, and my wife, Pastor Diane, were having a conversation. Um, usually that's when I've done something <laughs> or haven't done something. <laughs> but she said something in the middle of, of that that it just stuck out. It stood out to me, and it kind of stuck with me. And I said, there's more to this than just our conversation and she said that, she said, we really need to cover each other. Like, we need to grace each other. We need, where you're weak, I need to cover you. Where I'm weak, I need to cover you. And then she went on to say that we need to do that uh, with our kids. And, and then we just started thinking about that. It's not just husband, wife, or your kids. It's brothers, it's sisters, it's, it's us as church people. And so... Um, this is a principle throughout the Bible. So we're going old school. We're going way back. We're going to the very beginning of the Bible. This is chapter three of Genesis. I know you know this story, but the Bible says that the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that God made. And one day the serpent asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? And Eve said, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Verse 4, the serpent says, you won't die. God knows your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God. You'll know both good, and you'll know both evil. Do you realize that we wouldn't know evil if it wasn't for failure in, in, in the garden? That's how good God is. But the Bible goes on and says, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. I mean, when you're on a diet, don't you feel that way? Like, <laughs> man, that pizza looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
And she wanted wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And guess what he did? He ate it too. And at that moment, everything changed. At that moment, their eyes were opened. Suddenly they felt what? Shame for their nakedness. So they came up with a plan. They sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard God walking about in the garden. So look what they did. They hid from him. It's the first time they ever hid from God. It's the first time they needed to hide from God. And they hid from God. The man and his wife heard God walking. They hid from him. Then the Lord God called to the man and said, hey, where are you? And he said, I heard you walking in the garden. I hid because I was afraid. Why? Because they realized um, they were naked. And everything changed in, in that moment. They never knew guilt. They never knew shame. They never knew failure until they disobeyed God. God said, you can eat of every tree. Just leave one of them alone. How many know we all have that tendency? You can do anything you want. Don't do that. But how many know, like, that's the only thing you can think about then, right? Is do it. They, they failed and sin entered and humanity was forever changed. And we, we all know that story. But the Bible said they, they immediately started to hide from God because they felt shame. They didn't realize before they were naked. But all of a sudden they realized they were naked. They felt shame so they hid from God. And then they had this brilliant idea that they would hide themselves and they would clothe themselves. And the Bible said they sewed fig leaves together. Now, let's just, let me stop there and just say, our, our solutions are always temporary to cover our shame. They're, they're always temporary to cover our failure. They're always temporary. We, in other words, we cannot permanently cover our own shame, our own condemnation, and our own failure. So they came up with the best solution they could, and they're going to sew some fig leaves together. It was a first fashion show right there in the garden. And the problem with fig leaves is um, they say, one, they're really itchy. Two, they're really prickly. And three, fig leaves wear out really quick. So how many know, not the best solution if you've never tried on clothes before and you're going to slip on a prickly, um, itchy, temporary covering. Now look, look to God's reply. This is down in verse 21 after the conversation goes on. And the Bible says, and the Lord God made clothing for them from animal skins for Adam and for his wife. So man had a temporary solution, a failed solution to cover themselves but God permanently clothed them with animal skins. He, he had a better covering for them. He, uh, there, there's a whole principle there that um, he had to sacrifice an animal to cover their nakedness. So we see from the very beginning in the book of Genesis that God has been at work covering our sin. God has been at work covering our shame. God has been at work covering our nakedness, covering our guilt. Aren't you glad that from the very beginning, God had a, a permanent outlook to cover their nakedness when ours is only temporary and it's, 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 it's actually, uh, it's, it's failure. But, but from the very beginning, we see in the book of Genesis that God covered them with a more 
permanent solution, literally and, and, and physically. So we see that all the way back in, in, the, in the beginning of the book of Genesis. If we go a few chapters over in the book of Genesis, this is after the flood. And, and I'm going to read you a few more verses. It said, the sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father, they were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populated the earth. So now there was a repopulation of the earth. And after the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted himself a vineyard. Verse 21. And one day he drank some of the wine that he made and he became drunk and he lay what? Naked. We see this, this word again. He lay naked inside his tent. And here's where the story gets interesting. Verse 22. His one son, Ham, who was the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, so he went outside and told his brothers. There's always one brother. You got to check this out. Dad is drunk, he's passed out, and he's naked. He's probably got it on TikTok. You know, he's, he's posting the pictures. Um, but look at verse 23. But Shem and Japheth took a rope, they held it over their shoulders, and they backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. Now, when Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what, his, what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Look what the Bible says in verse 25. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants in his relatives. That's, that's modern-day Lebanon. And so Noah said, may the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. So what happened is his, his son Ham exposed the nakedness of his father, exposed the error, exposed the failure of his father, but the other two sons covered him in an honorable way. And Noah's response was, was what? To curse Ham and his family lineage, but to bless the other two brothers. So now we see, in a literal sense, this covering for nakedness again, and the blessing that's on a covering, and the curse that's on the exposure or, or the nakedness. Are you seeing a trend? Yeah. Once again, um, the Bible is, is, is very clear. It's, it's, it's very supportive of this idea of covering shame and covering nakedness. Uh, now let's go to the New Testament. This is Romans. Y'all still doing all right? Yeah. Uh, this is Romans chapter, chapter 4. And I'm, I am, um, I'm going to start in verse, do we have verse four? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start in verse four. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but they're an obligation. In other words, you get what you work for. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he spoke of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from any works. Verse 7, blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are what? Covered. Verse 8, blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. So in this passage in Romans, Paul is quoting David in, in Psalm chapter 32, and we see here that he says there's a blessing. God credits righteousness to us, and his righteousness covers my sin, and it covers your sin. Are y'all getting this idea of covering once again? And the word cover here means to conceal, to pardon, to forgive, to hide from you, to credit to one's account. 
So we see all the way back in the beginning of the Bible, we see this concept or this principle of being covered by God. God from the beginning is trying to cover us, not expose us. He's trying to cover our nakedness. He's crediting righteousness to our failure. He's crediting righteousness to our sin. Now we see Paul explaining that he quoted what David said, that our sins are covered. They are pardoned. They are concealed in Christ. They are hidden in Christ. Anyone glad that your sins are covered in Christ? Um, some of you ought to be real glad. <laughs> but I just want you to know the love of God is to cover our sins. Not, not to leave us and expose us, but it's, it's to cover us. Now, I want to read you uh, one more verse. So if God from the very beginning has been committed to making sure we're covered, as he did in, in, in the story of creation, as he did in the story after the repopulation of the earth, after the flood, and as he sent his son Jesus on the cross, that our sins would be covered. Now, in the book of 1 Peter... There's a verse that sort of wraps this up, and I believe it, it's a summary for us. It's a challenge for us. It's a commission for us. It's a lifestyle for us. Look at this. I know you know this verse. This is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all. When you see a phrase like above all, we can't just fast forward through that verse. It's, it's giving it priority. It's giving it eminence. It's giving it urgency. It's a summary verse. So above all, do what? Love each other, what? Deeply. And once again, we can't fast forward through these words. The word love here is, is the word we know for God's love. It's the word agape. And in essence, what this word love means in this verse is this is not a sentimental reaction to somebody. This is an intentional, sacrificial act. It's not just because you feel sorry. It's not just because you feel an emotion. It's not just a reaction to something, but it's a selfless, sacrificial, intentional act. So above all, love. But then it says love deeply. A different word for deeply here would be love with fervency. And really what it means is make an intentional decision to love with the love of God fervently. It means stretched out, it means intensely. If you study the word, it gives you a few pictures. Um, one picture would be a horse in a race at a full gallop, at a full stride. Uh, another image would be a muscle being stretched if you're working out or, or exercising. Uh, another idea would be a runner as he crosses the finish line and he stretches out with everything he has. That's the kind of love that this Bible or this verse is talking about. Above all, finally, in summary, if you get anything, get this, that you agape people with an intense, sacrificial, stretched out, straining fervency. Y'all got that? Yes. And then it, then it goes on and it, it explains it. Because that type of love does what? It covers. Everyone say covers. A multitude of what? sins. It, it covers everything. What does that type of love? The type of love that Adam and Eve experienced in the garden. The grace that God showed them, showed humanity. It didn't erase all the consequences, but it was a love that covered them. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the covering that Noah blessed. It's the covering that Paul uh, 
talked about in the book of Romans when he quoted King David. And he said that God's not going to credit your sins to you, but he will credit his righteousness to you and cover your sins, conceal them, hide them. He went grateful for that. Now we see the, as the Bible unfolds in the New Testament, Peter is saying, you got to love that same way. You got, how do you really love? You cover you cover people. You, you cover each other. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's the love chapter. And one of the phrases says that love bears all. The word bear, guess what it means? Love covers. It covers all. That's what love. It's actually the picture of a thatched roof that covers and protects and doesn't give entry. Are y'all getting the message this morning that there's this covering love of God that, that we need to anticipate, expect, and, and not only that, we need, to, we need to practice. And if you take this word cover, especially in this verse, it gives us the idea of we need to cover each other. Just like God is, has covered us. It really means hide. It, it, it means to keep the knowledge of things. And so as I was thinking about that, once again, that, that, that verse or that this message sort of popped up from something Pastor Diane said, and it just, it just kept building that l- the love of God really does cover all. And we all understand that. We believe that. But do you, I need to take that a step further because the way that happens is through our love. We can say God loves you. God has proven his love, but how does God keep proving his love? One of the greatest ways is through you and through I, through you and through me. So I've got some, I've got some assistants here that I'm going to um, bring out. I think they're backstage. I'm going to use, uh, uh, we got Pastor Mitch, we got Heath, and we got Pastor Shane. They're, they're going to help me for a moment because I want to give you three life points and show you how this, this works. And so um, we'll, we'll use Pastor Mitch first and... This is what fervent love does. Here's here's my points. Y'all ready? It goes like this. Um, Fervent love covers, it never exposes each other's sins. Fervent love, the love we just talked about, what does it do? It covers, it doesn't expose each other's sins. So I, I want you to just picture with me that Pastor Mitch, I know it's a stretch of the imagination, but let's say that Pastor Mitch represents sin. He's had a failure in his life. He's had some flub-ups. He's had some mistakes. I know, hard to believe. Y'all stretch with me, if you will. But, but what, what does the love of God do? What does love in, in this house do? What does love between each other do? It, it covers him, and it, it, um, it doesn't expose him. Now, just let me say that what it doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that we condone sin. And it doesn't mean that we just avoid forgiveness and we, it doesn't mean we eliminate confession. But in the context of understanding that he's made a mistake, which we all do every day, um, and he's repentant about it, what our job, because I will tell you that there are, there's been times in church history and in church life that we love to just expose people's failures. And we forget that we're only one bad decision from our own failure. And guys, I remember this story, and this, is, this, is, this has stuck with me for a few years. And this is actually about a, a church. It's in our, our area. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I was um, 
working with some people. And here's how the story went. There was a, a, a young girl, unmarried, um, found herself pregnant. And when she found out, you know, people start finding out. And this is what the church did. They paraded her up in front of the whole church and she had to confess all the details and all the sin of her life. And they thought that was a godly thing. I just want you to know, I had such a problem with that. Such a problem. At that time, I was working with young people, and I thought, that's the opposite of what God was doing from the beginning. Because I want you to know, if you think that's the right move, then here's how that church service should have gone and should go every week. She might have had to confess that, but you better get up and confess your gluttony, and you better get up and confess your lust, and you better get up and confess what you did with your taxes. That's not how that works. Now, like I said in context, mistake, we all make them. It's, it's not belittling a mistake, and we got to help each other get healthy. But I just wanted to say to you guys, I'm proud of you guys. I, I've watched you over the years do this. And we, we would never parade somebody up. We, we'll just love them like Jesus loved. We will cover them like they need to be covered. Now, don't misunderstand me. We, we're, we're, we're not belittling a mistake, but y'all, we all make mistakes. You want to know what will bring you up and out of your mistake? That love we just read about. It, what, did we, what did it say? It covers a multitude of sins. It will cover his, and guess what it will do? It will cover yours. Comfy? It's pretty nice. <laughs> but that's the kind of love we practice. Someone in this house, someone that you're maybe in a vibe meeting with, a live meeting, a, a serve team with, what, whatever. You know what we do? Because usually what happens is when someone blows it, they feel bad. They start disconnecting. Stories get out. We start pointing fingers. And all of a sudden, that, they're gone. They're isolated. They're missing. What should our job be? What is the book, the book of Job? Speaking in tongues like Darby was talking about. What does the book of Jude talk about? That we, we go out of our way to what? Rescue them, bring them in, and love on them. I'm telling you what. You want, you want to know what? Love... Jesus' love will love that sin right out of your life. That's how grace works. Isn't that good? That's what fervent love does. Fervent love covers. It doesn't expose each other's sins. And here's the, here's the, the second area. Whether you know this or not, um, all of us have what I call shortcomings. We look really good in Jesus, but outside of that, we got a lot of shortcomings. And here's my, my, my second line point, that fervent love covers, it never condemns each other's shortcomings. And so let's just say Heath has some shortcomings. Actually, his wife gave me a list. I thought I would read them off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but we all have shortcomings. Now, listen, that's not to say that we don't need to improve. That's not to say that our attitude doesn't need some work. That's not to say that we don't need to gain some skills and some abilities and perfect those. But what it does mean that there's some, like this conversation started with me and my wife. And, and there are areas of our relationship that she is so strong at and I'm sort of a disaster at. And then there's other areas that I'm better at than she is. And we were just talking about that's when God makes up for our 
shortcomings and he makes up for our lack that we're stronger in areas. Like, for, for example, my, my wife is like so good to be in the moment and be present and soak up life and love and hug and just enjoy. And I'll just be honest with you, my mind is 100 miles down the road on the next thing. And she's like, you have got to, anyone else live in my world? Three of you, thanks. Um, <laughs> and she's always like, you got to, that's why if you're talking to me and I'm, you're wondering if I'm there, sometimes I'm just like, like vacation. I know I've talked about this before, but her idea is, is get the car packed. And at that moment, life is a vacation. <laughs> if we get 2.1 miles down the road and stop for coffee, we're on vacation. <laughs> don't, don't. If, if, if it takes us 14 hours to get there and it should take seven, we're on vacation. My GPS in my head is going off from the moment the car is packed. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm like, we are making great, we're beating the GPS. Anyone ever had that feeling when, you, when you're going and your time is getting less? You're like, we are, there's a vortex happening here. Something is, and, and, and she's like, the, my girls, everybody's got to pee. They've been having to pee for like three hours. I'm like, we are not stopping till we cross the state line. I mean, I, it's just, I, I, you know, it's different. I, I always get us there. I don't know. She'd still be on vacation. We went in May if, if, if she was getting us there. Y'all got the point, though? Sometimes we have shortcomings. And, and love is, God's love is so good that it covers, it covers us. It doesn't condemn our shortcomings. And you know what this means? Sometimes we're, we're really good at being very critical. And man, I'm, this is, I was saying this to someone the other day. This is a challenge of mine because there's a lot to be critical out there of. I'm like, I'm just saying, I go through the drive-thru, I'm like, this isn't rocket science. Get the right food in the bag. What is going on? <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? We can get really just critical. Well, they didn't do this, and they're not that. They should do it my way. They should do it this way. Um, uh, they should know better. And sometimes we, we just really forget, and we get critical, and we get condemning. We get condemning of someone else's opportunity, someone else's ability, someone else's experiences. Are y'all hearing me? And you know, God just didn't operate that way. And he had a lot to work with. But God has his way of covering our shortcomings. And if someone in this house or another brother or sister, they're just, they come up short in some areas, guess what we should do? Help cover them. Maybe they're not there as a dad yet. They're not there as a worker yet. They're not there as a believer yet. What do we do? We come alongside. Man, we cover them. We cover them. Because, man, I've seen it before where we just throw them out there and we expose them. They came to Jesus, a very emotional, moving moment and a need in life. And they disappear. Why? Because they had shortcomings that were exposed instead of covering them with grace and love and mercy and I mean, y'all, that's the wrong way to do church. It's the wrong way to do church. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the, the last one. So love covers our sins. It covers our shortcomings. Anyone glad? Yeah. 
And love also, fervent love covers. It never avoids each other's situations. And so we all go through situations. Anyone going through a situation? And sometimes in our situations, what we need to do for each other is, guess what? Cover each other. Help each other. You know how many times, well, I just don't want to get involved. Well, the moment you became part of a church and a church family, we're involved in each other's lives. You know, I, I have a, um, I have a, a fr- and there's still a friend. I've just had to, uh, I, I had a couple issues, situations over the years, and, and this friend said to me on a couple different situations, he said something to me, and it, it's just, it's, I had to watch my offense and stay out of that, but I just had to, I had to realize where he was at, because this is what he said to me twice. He's like, I just don't want to get involved. And it was a situation that he had the ability to really help. It used to frustrate me so much. And I'm not talking about being nosy and overbearing in everyone's business. I'm just saying, um, we all need help sometimes. We all have situations we go through. And love can't, it cannot cover from a distance. God's love couldn't cover from it. God had to come down into the garden. Noah's sons had to show up in the tent. Jesus had to show up on a cross. And we all go through situations, and, and our, our answer sometimes is to avoid. We don't want to get involved. Um, but we, we need to be helpers. We need to help each other. That's the only way the house of God gets stronger. That's the only way the armor, army of God, the family of God, the household of God. It's the only way. Get, we need to work together with these things. So if I could say anything it's like no one has arrived. Have you ever just felt like you arrived a little bit? And like moments later, you realize, I'm not even close. And, and, and I think it's true to say that we can't get there on our own. Because somewhere along the line, there's going to be some slip-ups. Somewhere along the line, we're going to be unable. And somewhere along the line, we're going to find ourselves in situations and circumstances, they could be physical, they could be emotional, they could be relational, they could be financial, whatever they might be. But guess what our call is? Cover. Remember I, I started this off and I said, when you hear, I got you covered, we hear that from God. And that's, that's, that's very comforting. But it's also extremely comforting when Christ followers are like, Dude, I got you covered. I got, I got you covered. I'm, I'm going to been there, done that, going to help you walk through it, going to check up on you. Hey, I know you're, you're not an expert in this area. Got you covered. I know somebody. Been there. I, I, I've got some expert. I'll, I'll get you some help. Or, man, I know you're going through a situation. What can I do? What can I do? Maybe you're good with a hammer. I can, I can do that. Um, I tell people I'm not real good with a hammer, but I can break things and lift things, right? So that's my job. Or, or maybe it's like, I could cook a meal. I, I could, could drive you to the hospital. What, what, whatever. Y'all got the picture? From the very beginning, God has been trying to what? Cover us. Until the very end, God's going to do what? Cover us. But you know how God covers each and every one of us? When we cover each other. I want to give you a challenge this morning. The practice, the art 
of covering each other. Because that's godlike. So I, I told you when all this began, if you sleep with the covers, it's a biblical thing. I've proven it. Amen. But I'm being a little funny, but here's what I really mean by that. There's comfort in that. And how many know there's some comfort in this? Can you give these guys a big hand? You did such a great job. Man, did y'all get something good out of that? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a principle that we need to... That's why... Let's all stand. That, that's why... Sometimes we miss this because sometimes, sometimes we don't know you need covered. So sometimes that means we need to ask for help, and we don't like doing that, I get it, but sometimes we ask for help, or sometimes we've never put ourselves in a position of community in life where others can know we need covered. Did y'all hear that? Sometimes we have not put ourselves in a place of community where we can get covered. I'm convinced that in a house like this with this many people that God can help cover anything you've been through or going through or will go through. How many have ever in this house, I'm talking about just our church this morning, you've gone through some stuff and thank God someone covered you. Thank God got you covered, got your back, maybe another way to say it. Well, I just want to encourage you to make sure you're putting yourself in that position where we can cover each other. Here's how I feel like we're supposed to end this this morning. We always ask this question each week because I don't want to just get up and say, all right, be blessed, see you next week. But I'm going to ask during this song, um, those of our our prayer team are here, if you go ahead and, and, and step out and join us here, if you've got something going on, and you're just like, I need covered. What we want to do for a few moments this morning is cover you with some prayer. Maybe you're going through a, a job situation, a family situation. Maybe you're going through a, a health situation. And the best thing we could do for you this morning is cover you right here and right now. We're just going to join uh, in, in prayer with you and help cover your situation. Help cover yourself. We're just going to pray heaven into your situation. The rest of us, what we're going to do for a moment, we're just going to worship together. We're going to worship together. We're going to thank God for his love. We're going to thank God for his goodness. Amen. 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 We're going to, we're going to believe with you this morning for that situation to adjust, turn around, and um, then we'll dismiss in, in just a moment. Everybody say this. God's good.